This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This is out toward right field. Going back on it is Tucker. He's watching it go. That is gone. Career home run number 300 for Mike Trout. And he sits atop the Angels home run leaderboard all by himself. Congrats to Mike Trout, number 300. What a swing that was. Right center for Trout. South Jersey. He threw the jersey on that one. Trouty, number 300. Congrats. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Mike Trout, always a threat in the AL MVP race. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji here on BetQL Daily. Weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. You can always listen live on the Radio.com app. Also subscribe to the podcast over there. And you can watch us on the video stream weekdays. Uh, Just go to the Radio.com Sports YouTube page. Check us out over there. Ranji, let's talk some ALN NL MVP. We uh, do this every day with our segment, Touch Them All. Talk about different stat categories, awards, win totals, divisions, all that stuff. Getting set for uh, the, the start of the MLB season. We're now inside three weeks, man. It's 20 days mm-hmm. away. Does that sound right? Sort of. I can't. What Maybe. are you asking me to do math for? No, I don't know. I thought you were I only do well with numbers. This is your when sport. Joe, when they're directly in front of me, that's when I can understand the numbers. But yeah. if you're telling me to do some math, some subtraction, forget about it. It's going to be here before you know it. I, I'm the dude who, uh, like 25 minutes ago, said that the tournament started in a week and a half. I can't do <laughs> It doesn't. It starts in a week. <laughs> I'm bad, I'm yeah. bad at so, that stuff. Right. It does. It does start yeah. in a week. But then sort of before that, too, with the other games, whatever they want to call yeah. them. First four. Oh, whatever. the play-in. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can call it the play-in. Sure whatever uh i'm a little so he's always the favorite and he should be mike trout yes. you heard the highlight at the stop he, he at the at the top here he yeah. always should be the favorite he's the best player in the american league so that's where you start right every single season you start with mike trout and he's probably going to win it and there have been years though where he, he well yeah you're right i shouldn't say probably because there have been a lot of years in the last several that he doesn't. Jose Abreu in a 60-game season won the American League MVP last year. Bit of a surprise, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm really happy for him um, considering, you know, where he came from and how important he's been to the White Sox and I think underlooked 
around the league, and I'm glad he got that recognition last season. Trout won it the year before. Mookie Betts the year before that. Jose Altuve won uh, the year before that. So it is not a sure bet that Mike Trout wins the MVP. But if you're looking for any kind of value here, I think Aaron Judge is probably it. He's at 12 to 1 odds right now, playing for New York. That's a team that gets obviously a ton of attention. And surprisingly, it has been a minute since a New York Yankee has won the most valuable player. We have to go back to 2007 when A Rod won. That's a long time in between a Yankee actually being an MVP. I feel like they're about due. That's a really good team as it stands right now. I think they're they're probably going to go to the World Series. A lot of things can change between now and then. But if they do end up winning the American League East, which I think they will, he's going to have to have a lot to do with that, which means he's going to have to stay healthy and be on the field. And if he does all of those things, I think he's a really good bet to be the AL MVP this year. Roger, it feels like there's... Not much value in the MVP race, but I, I would say, au contraire, when you start looking every single year, and I know Trout has won it three times, and maybe there's voter fatigue. Maybe they'll want to give it to him a fourth right. time, we, and he just got it in 2019. I had a Mookie Betts ticket in 2018. That was 25 to 1. Also in 2018, Christian Yelich, you could find at a big number. Javi Baez was in that race all the way to the very end. You could find him at a, like triple digits. Um, last year, Freddie Freeman won for the NL. He was 30 to 1 at the start of the season. What what do you think Jose Abreu's odds were at the start of the 60 game season? Okay, so I know they're 25 to 1 now. Uh I bet it was closer to like 50 to 1. It's 100 to 1. 100 to 1. Okay. So well, again, he like, underlooked. Yeah. Like yeah. overlooked, I guess. It's probably a better way. People don't really think about Jose Abreu. I I watch almost every Sox game. I overlooked him. Yeah. uh, If I'm picking a Sox player to win the MVP last year, okay, Makata, maybe, Aloy, possibly. I wasn't thinking about Abreu. Yeah. No, I wasn't either. Yeah. And he's not even the favorite on the team right now. Well, actually, no. no, He and Moncada have the same odds, right? They're both 25 to 1. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so they're both 25 to 1. Uh Luis Robert is also 25 to 1. So the, the White Sox have three dudes. And I think by virtue of those three guys probably taking votes away from one another, mm-hmm. and I would expect them all to be good this year. Moncada had COVID last year, right? He, he had some sort of illness. I think it was COVID, and he was out he for a long time and it affected him. So I would expect a bounce back season from him. It's going to be a full six month season, hopefully. Um, and I would think those three guys are taking votes away from each other, even though I believe the Sox are, are going to have a really good year. And I did say earlier, the Yankees are probably going to win the pennant. I think the White Sox are right there. I mean, they, the, those two teams are it's going to be between the two of them. And I hope it's the Sox. I, you know, I, I, I am a fan and I hope they end up getting to that point, but to me, I think the easier money um, or the easier bet would be Judge just by virtue of him. He'll be the best player on the team if they have a good year, I think. If he stays healthy, it's going to be a lot on him, and he's a media darling. People love Aaron Judge. I bet this every year. Um, maybe not always both leagues, but I usually land on somebody in one of the leagues. And just m- my process going in, 
before I make any MVP bet is, can this player be top two in their league in Fangraph's war? That's it. Can they be top two? I never thought Abreu would. Abreu wasn't. That's the other interesting angle in that 60-game sample we had last year. Abreu was third in the American League at Fangraph's war with 2.6, had a higher baseball reference war of 3.1, mm-hmm. still got the award. Some Indians fans would make the argument that Ramirez should have gotten the award, and it was a fair debate. Now, Raji, last night I was looking up the history of this. How far did we have to go back um, to find someone that was not top two in F4 in their league? I had to go. I kept going. It was so annoying. So every year I'm like, you mean to win the MVP, the the MVP winner. Are they always top two in F4? And the, the outlier, obviously Abreu, he finished third last year. Freeman, he was first. Uh, Go back to 2019. Trout tied for first in the AL. Bellinger tied for first in the NL. I had to go back to 2011. Oh. 2011 is the last time I know there why. has not been first or second in F4. Because now, it was a pitcher. Well, 2014, Clayton Kershaw was, though. He was second in the National League in F4 oh. at 7.9. Verlander. Yep. Was six point five F four, not how, where do you think he landed? If you take in batters and pitchers, where do you think he landed in Fangraphs War? So he probably if he was six point five, he's probably six or seven. He was eighth. Okay. How did that happen? It's because <laughs> well <laughs> because because not everybody who votes. Not everybody in the Baseball Writers Association is voting based on wins above replacement. They're just not. You, you've got to, and and there are just times. Well, okay, let's let's think about him. If if I'm not mistaken, that was toward the tail end. Well, I mean, Verlander is still pretty good, um, but there was a time where you thought it was sort of coming to an end. If I remember right, <laughs> yeah. If I remember right, that was right before that happened. That was right before we started to think, okay, well, maybe this is the end for Verlander. Um, I I don't know what it is, but just sometimes writers are enamored with a pitcher who is dominating in a given season, and it doesn't matter. He wasn't coming near. It was not at the end. That was middle tenure in Detroit. Oh, you said 2011. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. My bad. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, But he had 250 strikeouts that year, so that may have pushed it over the top well that's a, a, a it's a sexy number and when people yeah. see that they're going to throw their vote his way and i i'm one of those people that I, i've been wavering on this for a long time but i think i've settled on the idea that i don't know if i like voting for a pitcher for the for any mvp they've got an award 
There's a there's a there's a Cy yeah. Young Award for pitching. It's a very different position. They don't get to affect every single day. Granted, when they are playing on a given day, they are the most important guy on that field because if they dominate, you're probably going to win that day. And and you could still have a guy go four for four and drive in four runs and you can lose. But if your pitcher is dominant, you're probably winning that day. So I understand that, but there is a separate award. So I, I don't really like voting for pitchers for MVP, but it right. still happens. In 2014, I didn't hate it as much because the only guy that had a higher F4 in the National League that year was Jonathan Lucroy yeah. at 8.2. But the Verlander thing, you had so many other options. <laughs> so many. So I, I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to bring that up. Okay, American League, um, looking at some of the projections, you know, looking at Zips and Steamer and, and just the odds, trying to figure out if there's any value. A few names jump to me. You tell me if you think they can be. Let's go top three. Can okay. they be top three in Fangraphs War? And like Ronji said, the voters aren't looking at this and only this. But hey, it's a good gauge. They're they're one of the greatest players in the world. So, and I do think more yeah. and more writers are looking at War than Correct. they used to. So, I mean, if you if you ask them now as opposed to asking the writers five years ago, it's a much bigger part of the calculus than it used to be. Uh, you mentioned Judge and the Yankees. What about some other Yankees? You can get Glyber Torres at 25 to 1, LeMayhew mm-hmm. at 30 to 1. Any interest in either of those guys? Not really. There's something about LeMayhew, and I like him. He's a really good player, but there's something about me, about him, that says to me, uh, borrowed time as far as being an MVP candidate goes yeah i don't know if that's fair or unfair it just seems like in the last couple of years he's sort of come out of nowhere and you keep thinking all right how long is this going to last because right. i didn't think he was this kind of player and he has suddenly become that so i i almost feel like he's always going to be I, I believe a good contributor i think he's going to be a plus contributor in baseball i'm just not sure he's always going to be an mvp candidate on the other hand i think aaron judge is and I think he's got that name value. I, I think if the two of them had similar seasons, which would be tough because Judge is just a he's a monster. He's a power guy. Um, but if they had similar seasons, I think more people, because of that recognition, would vote for Judge over LeMayhew. It, it's tough to find someone down the board. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, maybe he's 30 mm. to 1 for the White Sox, but it's yeah. tough. He's not going to be playing every single day. Right. How about. How about Otani at 40? Here's what worries me about him. His ability to stay on the field. That's going to be the most important thing. And maybe he gets through a full 162 and he's he's there for most of it. But there have been a lot of injury scares with him. So I don't know if I could put my money behind that. I would be more likely at 40 to 1 to go Tim Anderson. Oh, and yeah. And and again, we're talking White Sox here, so there are a lot of other players on that team mm-hmm. uh, that are that are going to end up taking votes away. And I'm a little surprised that that Robert at this point is that much ahead of him in terms of the odds at 25 to one. Um, I I mean Anderson is is has grown into that player everybody has sort of expected him to be, and he's still young, and I don't see that going anywhere. Jake Hassan brings up a good point. He throws out Carlos Correa at 40 to one. And I understand yeah. why he does that, but we have to bring in the human element. 
And mm-hmm. I think I think we're still at a point where I am going to scratch off everyone with ties to the Astros, including George Springer, even though he's no longer and there. And Alex Bregman. Yep. Alex Bregman. Bregman, who's a 10 to 1 right now. Yep. And you can forget about who else? Altuve. Forget yep. about him, too. Especially, I mean, last year was weird. This is the first time they're going to be booed by fans, too, all year. Right. Because there were no fans in the ballparks last year. Right. And and yes. people haven't forgotten. People have been waiting to do that. that. That was one of the biggest disappointments of last baseball season is that we weren't able to boo the Houston Astros. That boo tour didn't get to happen. So <laughs> I, 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 I totally agree with you. I, I think you could pretty much count out any of those Astros players. Yep. Look, if... If Barry Bonds is still not in the freaking Hall of Fame <laughs> yes, and Roger Clemens is not in the Hall of Fame, that's a long memory a lot of these writers have. Do you think they're going to forget when it comes to MVP for guys who right. uh, cheated just a couple of seasons ago? Hell no. Uh, we'll get back to this, bef- of course, before the season starts. But is there are there any names that you love in the National League? I, I throw out Acuna. The projection systems love him. So I'm looking at him at a lot of different stuff. You know what? The one guy, uh, I had a guy in my building who asked me about this yesterday, and I said, Christian Yelich, I know he's pretty high up there. He's a, he's a 12 to 1. But if the Milwaukee Brewers have a surprise season, Chris Felica joins us next. Him. 